Thank you, as always, for listening to Caleb versus Self. On this episode, I get a chance to speak with Adam Terry, creator of the RC with Adam YouTube channel. We talk about how he went from maintaining planes to building RC drones, his dedication to showing new hobbyists how to get started in the RC drone flying space, and a reflection on his progress today with his YouTube channel and his work on building RC drones and planes. It was a fun conversation. Unfortunately, he did get me. I did miss one YouTube channel that he did create that was actually really cool when I went back and watched a lot of his content there. Um, you can find him at RC with Adam on YouTube, uh, on all the major platforms, and at rcwithadam.com. Check him out. Check out a lot of his content. Uh, if you're into the RC drone space, especially, there's so much good stuff there. So I would encourage you to follow, subscribe, listen, check him out. Uh, again, I appreciate Adam taking time with me uh, and doing the podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. again uh, for hopping on Adam. I know it's a bit of a shot in the dark for me. Just hitting you up on Instagram. Be like, hey man, you want to talk? But I appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, thank you so much, Caleb. I'm uh, I'm glad glad to be here. I mean, once I figured out that you weren't like, you know, a creep, I was I was pretty, you know, excited. Well, just hold on. You know, you might find out that I Okay. <laughs> um, so you focus, <clears throat> your channel is mostly focused in the makerspace, more on drones and drone tech. What and how the hell did you go from going to school for uh what was it called again? Oh man, now I'm now I'm screwing this up. Well, I I, I went to school for a lot of things. Aircraft maintenance. That's right. That's, that's right. What you you did, have on your site. Yeah. You oh yes, yeah, you did your homework. Very good. <laughs> so how do you go from that to <clears throat> making drones? Yeah, that's a great question. Um I ask myself that every day. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know when I have the answer, but, um, yeah. So, I mean that, that process, like, let me give you the super short version first. Otherwise I'll get all, I'll go off on a tangent. Um, but basically, uh, got into aviation at some point in the past. Can't remember when exactly, but, uh, did some flying lessons. And then I was like, I love aviation. This is super cool, but I didn't want to go the pilot route into a career in aviation. Um, and everybody was like, oh, you know, become a mechanic. You make a lot of money. Uh, so I was like, well, sure. Okay. I mean, you know, I've got nothing else to do right now. So um, after I, I, I think I went to like two years of community college and then I went to uh, another community college to get my, um, well, to ultimately get my uh, A&P, which is airframe and power plant license so that I could become a licensed aircraft mechanic and have the blessing of the FAA to work on aircraft. Um, so basically I did that. And what I realized was, um, and it, so I did that, I went through the program, uh, and I, you know, moved, moved back home, moved back to, uh, Charlotte, uh, area. And I, I, I started, you know, I started working, um, actually when I was in school, I, I was doing sort of working as, as a, mechanic or sort of helper, uh, on like small, small aircraft, uh, general aviation aircraft, um, and some jets too and stuff, but I wasn't like in charge or anything. Um, so anyway, I came back here and, you know, I was like looking around at the space and, um, I, I did end up working at a, at a small airport on some, for some, um, uh, you know, working on GA aircraft as well. Um, so none of like the big airliner type of stuff, but basically what I realized is, I kind of hated it 
Um, which, which is kind of weird because, you know, I got into it because I like fixing things. I like mechanical stuff. I like aviation. So why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I love this? You know, like, why wouldn't this be the best job ever? Um, and it's a, it's a great job, but just for me, what I realized was that I'm actually a, I'm a, uh, like a maker and a creator and not a, not a, you know, uh, repairer, not a a maintainer. Yes. Very good. That's, that's the word I was looking for. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a creator and not a maintainer. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing, uh, the whole thing with, um, aviation, uh, you know, manned aviation is like, there's, there are certain standards that you have to follow and the manufacturer, basically they make the aircraft the, a certain way. And, your job is to basically just put it back to exactly how it was. Like, even if, even if the design is outdated and, you know, and it's like not a good design, like you could fix it, you could make it better, but it's like, no, no, no. If you do that, like you could like lose your license or, I mean, if you do a bad job, that's the other thing is if you do a bad job, you know, you could potentially like, cause a you know accident or something like that so so there is like that you so you kind of ha- you have the pressure of you know don't screw up because like people's lives are kind of at, at stake uh and then don't screw up because your job is at stake um and right. so it's it's a very um basically it's a very like restrictive environment and so i realized you know what i what i love is like building things but and fixing things but making them actually better Um, which, which you can't exact, you can't really do that if you want to do, um, you know, aircraft maintenance in the traditional sense. Right. So from there then, right. What, at what point does Adam pick up a quadcopter and start messing with drones in that aspect? Oh, right. So, uh, well, so that kind of started actually back in, I want to say it was 2014, um, when I was, I was working at, uh, at a local airport, I was just like the line guy, you know, that goes out and fuels the planes and stuff. And a buddy of mine, uh, who's actually now an airline captain, uh, he, he was, you know, he was working with me and he was into RC planes and he told me about uh, flight test. And he's like, yeah, there's this YouTube channel called flight test. And they, they like, they make RC planes and it's like, you know, it's like a show. And I was like a show for RC airplanes you know, what? Come on. What do they think of next? That's silly. Um, but, but I just, I still think like, it's so cool. Like, or at the, you know, at the time I was like still very interested in RC stuff. Um, so, so he, so I, I went out with him a few times and flew RC airplanes and stuff. So he's the one that got me turned on to it. Basically his name is Caleb also actually. Hey, shout Uh, out to Caleb. Shout out to Caleb. (laughs) Um, and so, so that kind of sparked it, that kind of sparked it. And then, you know, I kind of carried that, carried that with me. Um, and then right before I left to, uh, to go to school for my A&P license, um, I got like this tiny little micro quadcopter, like just like a little toy basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, I loved like flying this thing, like just learning how to hover it and fly it around. And it's just, it seems dumb, right? Cause it's just like a stupid little toy you know, but it was super enjoyable. And then all through, all through the two years that I was at school, um, you know, I was like flying that thing and I was the weirdo that would, um, you know, during breaks between classes, I would go out like in the back lot 
and I'd throw around these, uh, you know, the little like balsa wood airplanes. Um, yes. Yeah. And so we'd, you know, we'd like make modifications to those and like change the weight and, you know, to change the center of gravity. And, you know, I, I mean, I would have more fun just flying those around, um, than, you know, anything else like on, on break. And so like, that was like really enjoyable. Um, so basically I, are those the ones with the rubber band that's in there that you like? Uh, no, this was just like, just, this was just like a toss glider. Okay. Like you just, yeah, they're like the little ones are like super cheap, super lightweight. Um, actually they're kind of hard to find, but like they're, but they're just like a few pieces of balsa and, um, you know, so like, I just, I just love that. And like, cause you get to experience so much of aviation just, just through that, like way more than you do when, if you're like in a classroom, like l- being told about aviation, because like, once you understand some concepts, even like a little throw glider, you can, you can start to experience and apply concepts, you know, like, like lift and center of gravity and, and things like that. So, um, so basically all throughout school, I was just, I was wanting to get into RC stuff and drones. Drones weren't really a thing at the time. Um, and they were still kind of in their infancy, uh, at least like the FPV racing drones that we, that we have now. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was like 2015 ish. Um, so in 2016, once I graduated from school, I, and I, and I moved back to the Charlotte area. Then I finally had like time and a little bit of money and space to actually fly, you know, to get into RC aircraft. So I just got this, this RC kit, um, made by flight test. It's called the, the, uh, it's called the tiny trainer. And so I got that whole, it's made out of foam board. So like those sheets of foam board that you find at the, at the dollar store, Yep, it's made out of that type of stuff. And it has a little electric motor, little battery and, So like, I finally got into it and it was just, I just had a blast. Like I was just, it was just like such a cool experience to finally, uh, get into RC. And we're, again, we're just talking like little cheap foam, super simple airplane, like nothing, nothing special. Um, but it was special to me. And, uh, so that's, so that's, so that's kind of, it kind of just went out from there, kind of spiraled out from there. And I was like, this is awesome. Uh, I need to do this more forever. <laughs> Just to put it lightly, right? Yeah. Some, <laughs> something like that. Well, it's, it's, you can see very clearly your passion for it specifically, but it sounds like in, in from a lot of the videos that I've watched and the things that I've read, it sounds like a lot of that really comes from this disconnect between training to maintain these aircraft and actually learning the fundamental principles of flying. And again, I am not an expert in any way, shape, or form, but I hear you talk about things like uh, pitch and the yaw and the roll and all these things. And it sounds like you had a way better time understanding how all that stuff works by using these little, right, whether it's the balsa wood plane or a tiny toy quadcopter, whatever it is, is that really where like that disconnect or, or that connection was made? Like I'm actually seeing these things in principle and now I get to play with it. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, <clears throat> cause the thing is, like I said, I'm much more of a creator. Um, much more, I'm like a lot of different things. I'm not even sure what exactly I would, you know, classify as cause I'm sort of a designer and engineer, but then also kind of like an artist and, you know, I care about little details 
but only when they matter to me. So, um, so it was like when, when I, when I got into RC, I was actually able to, uh, I was, I had the freedom to experiment with all these different types of aviation concepts. Um, and it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's safe to do it. It's cheap to do it. Um, you know, it's very accessible. So yeah, that, that disconnect between like, like, I mean, honestly, some of the, it seems like some of the, some of the most unhappy people are people that, that, you know, love aviation, but then like, that's their job at the same time, which obviously, I mean, there's, there's that, there's always that danger of when you try to, you know, turn your passion into, you know, making a living and and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, that was, I think that was, um, that was, that was definitely what, what drove this desire to, to get more into RC stuff. Cause I, I, I learned like the power of, of being, of, of, of having the freedom to try out different designs and it's okay if it crashes and you can fix it and you don't really, uh, you don't have somebody else's standards that you, that you have to live up to in order to make this thing fly. And basically you learn by failing a lot. Uh, and that's, I think that's one of the best ways to learn really, cause you remember it. Um, whereas if you're in class and they say, Hey, you got to remember like, you know, you got to remember to torque this correctly. Uh, and you got to remember to do this, this, and this, and you're like, okay, sure. But really it's like, I got to remember to check off that I did that and do this paperwork saying that I did that. And I mean, obviously do a good job, but like the most important thing is like, you know, checking the boxes, so to speak. Um, whereas if, if you have the freedom to, to try something and, and you don't do it right. And then your, you know, your RC plane explodes and you're like, Oh, I remember, you know, why that (laughs) happened and I'm not going to forget it. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's like you really get to put into practice everything that you learn. Is that why you throw straw and sticks at carbon fiber uh, props in <laughs> plastic props? <laughs> yes. Uh, also for the views. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, stuff like that. It's um, it seems ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That was a really stupid setup. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I had there. fun watching it if it makes oh, you good. feel any better. <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm glad you did. I mean, yeah, I, I think um it's worth watching. So anybody who's it, listening, go go it check it out. Is. And even it, in that video, there was something to be learned. And you pointed out at the very end, and that was the way that each propeller actually broke and the reason why, right? The carbon fiber, there's more fibers in there, so it took a chunk of the hub off as opposed to the plastic piece just straight up snapped off. So even though it was a little ridiculous and you probably knew that already, you still validated that by doing the experiment, even though, sure, it might have been a little bit for the views, but there's still value in doing certain things like that, even if you already know the outcome. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes, I mean, sometimes you do things, sometimes you do things that you, you, you think you know what's going to happen just to see if you know, what you actually think is going to happen actually happens. So, um, yeah, that was a good one. I see how you pulled that out of there. That was good. (laughs) Well, what I like about a lot of your videos is that you try your best and you do a good job at it in my opinion, but you, you try your best to explain the process that you're going through your mental 
like thought processes. Okay, if X plus Y equals Z, but this time it equaled W, how do we figure out why that occurred? There's yeah, a lot oh, of sorry. value in that. Was that? No, 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 was, it's all good. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, there's a lot of value in that. And that's, <clears throat> if I steer that into something else, you said at one point, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but mm-hmm. once you learn something, it's easy to forget how it was not to know it. And you go through that cycle when you first started. And there's a video uh, of you in 2017 talking about how you go through anger and then despair and then confusion and mm-hmm. then anger. And it's mm-hmm. just such a pain. But your goal there and the thing that you pointed out is I want to help people by not forgetting how hard it was to get started. And you've done a very good job at that on your channel. And, and going into the future, is that really a lot more of the focus is to make sure that people can not necessarily get around those obstacles, but at least get a little bit of help navigating the beginning of that process. Well, thank you. Yeah, I um, that is definitely that is definitely a huge focus of my channel, and I hope it continues to be. Um, it it is. I will say, excuse me. I will say it is super easy to. Um, it's super easy to lose sight of that. I mean, actually, like you, like you said, or like, like you said, I said about, it's super easy to forget what it was like to not know something once you know it. That's, that's actually kind of what I'm going through like right now. Uh, and really, really having to try hard to, to, um, to really like remind myself of, of like put, to be able to put my shoes, put, to be able to put myself in other people's shoes that are just now getting into the hobby. Um, and the tricky thing about that is that, you know, it's always changing. So the technology is always changing. So it's like, you have to, you have to always be learning. Um, and like, there are some basics, but you kind of like have to be continually learning and then continually remembering what it was like for people that just got into the hobby or just got started or just learning about something. So, um, so yeah, that is a that is a big focus, and you know, Lord willing, I will continue that and not get you know swept up in trying to make videos like everybody else's that are you know super like short and choppy, and you leave out like the important stuff that's boring, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope you keep pushing that direction because I I firmly believe that in order for a sport or a hobby or even a profession to grow, you need people who can take on that mentor type role. And I think that that's something that you're heading in that direction of. And I think you have a very clear focus as to doing that. Um, That leads me to my next question is that for 2021, you put out a video asking people what they would like to see from you uh, as far as videos or content is concerned. My question to you is, has anyone responded with something that's like something you never thought of? Like, oh, wow, that's a really good idea. I should do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got, um, quite a few responses, uh, on that video, I think. And then of course, you know, comments all the time. I mean, more comments that I can keep up with. So if you left a comment and I haven't responded, sorry about that. It's, I try. Um, yes, I can't, I can't actually think of any particular one at the moment. Um, but there's certainly a lot, I would, I would say there's definitely a, a big demand for, uh, a big demand for the type of stuff that I that I started this channel for, which is like budget stuff, beginner stuff, um, 
you know, some, um, some, some new stuff, new technology, but honestly, I, I think most people don't come to my channel, um, for the, like the latest cutting edge stuff. And that's not really what I do. And that's, that's kind of one of the things as I've, as I've, you know, grown and evolved, um, you know, in, in with the RC with Adam channel is that, uh, I've kind of, I've gotten a better sense of like, you know, what I'm, what I'm about. And so a big, a big thing is it, it, that people are, are asking for, and then I hope to continue bringing people is like budget stuff, beginner stuff, you know, tutorials that are like basically like four dummies, that, that, that type of thing. Um, and not so much like super cutting edge in-depth technical stuff. Um, and I, honestly, I realize that's not really my strength anyway. Um, that's, I'm, I'm happy to leave that to other channels that are, that do that and they do it well. And that's like their thing. Sure. It's hard to keep that in mind, right? As you're competing in a, in a content space is to remind yourself of what you're good at and not to mm -hmm. always just right. Drop into what everyone else is doing just because, you know, whether they might have a few more views or maybe they edit a little better and it's hard to keep focus on what you're good at and what your focus is. How do you maintain that focus on, your specific craft. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think, I, I don't even know if it's so much as like maintaining the focus as it is focusing because okay. like, I mean, I'm still, I'm still just stumbling around just like everybody else, you know, like I I've, I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot and like so much, so much, especially over the, just the past year, um, over 2020. Um, and, and, and I'm getting a better, like continually getting a better idea of like, like what kind of videos to make and what, you know what I mean? Like what I'm all about. I mean, just like how, you know, how people grow up in life and they learn more about themselves. I'm constantly, you know, learning more about, you know, my channel and kind of like how to, how to do that. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have like a really good like answer specifically to how I, how I would maintain the focus of, of the channel. Cause in a way it's like, it's, it's kind of always changing, but I, I will say it is good to, um, I, I think probably just just hearing uh, people's comments helps a lot. Um, seeing what videos people respond to. Um, and probably the opposite of that. I mean, the, what doesn't help is like looking at everybody else's videos right. because it's like, you know, those, those people aren't, they're not me and they're not my, you know, viewers and stuff and my audience. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep on, keep on trying to stay focused or keep on focusing and I'll let you know when I have a good answer for that too. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Going back to drones itself, do you still have the original, what is it, Hubsand X4 H107L? Is that what it is? Man, you really, you really do do your homework. Yeah, it's on, it's up on the wall behind me somewhere, somewhere up on the wall. I don't know. Do if you have your first scratch built plane, the Thin Man? Um, no, I don't. Is it destroyed? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what I was thinking back then, man. Like. Like I, well, I, I, I was just thinking like, 
I guess I was like, well, that one's done. We'll just destroy that one forever because I don't need that one anymore. But, you know, that's kind of that's actually part of why I started making videos was because like I could sort of like catalog the 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 builds that I do. So so I wouldn't necessarily have to keep it, which kind of, you know, kind of makes sense because like eventually like you can't keep every single thing. But right. No, I don't. I don't have that one. Um, I would have but I do have the video held a special place in your heart. It does. It will always hold a special place <laughs> in my heart. It will. That I liked that video. I liked uh, watching you go through that process of building it and, and flying it, and oh, it was just it, it was cool to see that excitement on your face. Like a, it was like that. Oh, I did it! Moment. Like I can do this. Yeah. This is feasible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 what it's all about, man. That is what it's all about. It's all about, um, that like building that what I, what I call confidence and competence. That's kind of my tagline is helping you build confidence and competence in the RC hobby and beyond, because that's what it was for me is I like, I, I just, you know, I, um, that's really where most of my confidence, whatever confidence I do have in the RC hobby and stuff, it came from realizing like, Whoa, like I can fix this thing. Like I can build this thing. Like I, I was able to do that. And so if I can fix this thing or build this airplane, what else can I do? You know? And so that's, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope that comes across, uh, in, in the videos. Cause that's, that's what I try to do is, in, you know, get people, you know, inspired. Uh, if I'm not like directly explaining something or helping them do something is get people inspired and get people kind of that sense of like, you know, confidence to be able to, um, to be able to take on challenges. And then when you take on that challenge, then you'll get more confident and, and, you, and you'll learn more. So you'll get more competent. And, and I really think that that spreads out to, you know, pretty much all other aspect, all other aspects in life. Like, um, because it's, it's, it's at least a starting point, you know, cause you might think, Oh, RC stuff, that's just toys. And like, what, you know, what, what does that have to do with your job at, at you know, wherever you work or something? Well, it, you know, you're building your, your confidence in yourself and your personal abilities and your skills and stuff. So I think that that is, uh, that's, that's why I do what I do it really when it comes down to it is, uh, it's, I mean, RC stuff is really fun. Flying stuff is fun. I love aviation, love crashing things. But the reason why I do this is to actually help people, um, hopefully in a way that will benefit them beyond the actual, hobby or beyond the actual aircraft that they're that they're working on so there's definitely a lot of a lot of power in the uh in the rc world yeah i think in your specific space being able to take a craft uh crash it or upgrade it and figure out went right went right or wrong yeah you're right it gives people that confidence outside of that to say hey i can troubleshoot something and that can apply more than just uh, you know, motors and propellers, it can go beyond into my job or my relationship or right. Being able to have those type of conversations, not just with yourself, but potentially with other people is that's extremely powerful. And uh, it, just as a personal thing, I would love to hear a little bit more um, about that. It, it, going through this whole process, where have you seen outside of being more confident and competent in the RC space? Where else have you seen that impact your, your life? Well, I would say, well, it's hard, it's hard to pinpoint like where exactly, but I would sure. say like, I would say generally, uh, much more confident. And then also with making the videos, 
you know, um, I mean, so yeah, in terms of that process for me, uh, making videos is like you, oh, there's so much as a, as a, as a person that, um, let me hang on, let me back up here. So yes, every, I would say it, it affects, it's hard to pinpoint where exactly, um, the confidence that I get from the RC stuff and technical skills abilities impacts the rest of my life. But like in terms of the actual, um, like the practical skills part, I mean, helps a ton, like with just, well, fixing anything, uh, fixing electronics before I got into RC stuff, I was like, oh, electronics are magic and I don't understand them. <laughs> and, and it turns out that's actually still true. They are magic and I don't understand them, but I'm not afraid of, of working on them. Right. Um, and, and that's a big thing is like, you know, the fear, I would say you, you're a lot less afraid of, of certain things. Um, you know, trying new things, testing something out. Um, because if, if you, if you know how to fix something, then you're not afraid to break it. Mm. Um, uh, or at least you're, you'll know what to do when you break it anyway. <laughs> uh, which happens a lot. In fact, that just happened to me the other day. Okay. Uh, and so, so I would say definitely like in the technical skills and abilities, like really, um, I've, I've, I, I say this and it's kind of, um, it's not an exaggeration per se, but it's, well, take it for what it's worth. But I really think that, I really think that I learned more like in the first six months to a year of getting into RC stuff than I did during the two year class for, uh, aviation maintenance. And obviously like, you know, you're not going to learn about aviation, manned aviation specific stuff, like just working on RC stuff, but in terms of cementing the knowledge that I had and actually like making it like a visceral understanding of, of, you know, why, you know, how planes work and why things work the way that they do. Um, and then also the, the confidence to work on things, um, really came from the RC world and not so much from the aviation world. Cause I'll be honest with you. Like I, I tend to like, I, I wouldn't, um, like I said, there's kind of that, uh, there's, there's kind of that fear in, for, for me, I'll just speak for myself in aviation maintenance, um, where it's like, if I screw up, like that could be like a huge problem. Um, like may, I probably won't screw up, but like if I did, then that could be a big problem. You know, I could get in trouble, lose my license or, or someone could get hurt. Um, so I, I think that, um, Shoot, where was I going with that? <laughs> well, it sounds like if I could piggyback yeah. off of that. Yes, please that do. In that maintenance <clears throat> space, it's mm-hmm. so restricted and so process-driven oh, yes. and oriented yes. that yeah, you don't have any of those freedoms to be able to make those mistakes and then learn from said mistakes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. And it, and I've probably already said that, and I'll probably say it again and again because that's kind of that was the big takeaway. Uh, you know, for me, and again, it's like aviation maintenance is, is great. And if you, if you love doing that, that's awesome. Um, it's just not, it's just not for me is what I discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, that, that takes like time to discover that. So, um, yeah. if, yeah, if you're like, gee, I'm like all unhappy, like, you know, for a few years, then it's like, maybe that's maybe what you're doing is not like what you actually want need to be, you know, doing. Um, and so, 
yeah, so definitely, definitely over overcoming a lot of fears is is where that has helped me. Um, on and, and it's that right, so that's what that's where I got a lot of the confidence. So I didn't didn't get a lot of the confidence from like working on you know manned aviation, right? Because I was just like so self conscious all the time. To be honest with you, like well, um, again, to your point, if you do something wrong, holy moly, is it wrong? <laughs> Yeah, the and pressure and, is so high. And the other thing is, I mean, even if you know, even if we're not talking like legally or safety wise, like you know, you're you're on. Uh, I mean, even just manned aviation, you know, small small aircraft, general aviation aircraft. I mean, you're looking at at least a hundred thousand dollars for, almost you know, almost any airplane, a Cirrus, which is a, a very popular, um, you know, newly manufactured uh, aircraft. It's like a four seater, uh, general aviation aircraft. And, you know, those are like at least, I mean, I think they start at two, two fifty. I want to say, and they can, you know, they'll, they'll easily go up, you know, from there. Um, so the, basically the point is there's high kind of high stakes. Like if you scratch something like, uh, darn it, like people are not going to be happy. Like, even if you just mm-hmm. do something like that. So you know, and I don't want to discourage anybody who who wants to get into aviation maintenance or something, but I'm just saying that that that's one of the reasons why it was not for me. And in the RC world, I had a lot more freedom. And so I was able to really, um, I was able to build, you know, more confidence uh, around things. And so, um, you know, or, you know, working around uh, expensive things. Mm-hmm. And so that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, that's, pardon me. That's really helped me um, a lot for sure. And actually, um, let's see what else. Also, the other great thing about RC stuff is, uh, RC planes, RC, you know, quadcopters, um, or drones as people commonly call them is you get a lot of experience with like everything. So a lot of times in aviation maintenance, uh, manned aviation maintenance, it's like, um, you might be, especially the larger the aircraft, the more specified you get. So you might be like the avionics guy and you just do like electrical stuff. Uh, or you might be, you know, the, the, the guy that just does sheet metal stuff or composite stuff. Um, but when you have a small aircraft, especially if you've built it yourself, then you get to do, get to, you get to do everything. Uh, and you get that experience. So like when you build a plane, you build the fuselage and you, you know, or RC plane, you build the fuselage, you put the motor together. And if there's a problem with the electronics, you do the troubleshooting and you learn how electronics work. And then you learn how aerodynamics work and weight and balance and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's been a huge, huge help for me. And so, cause the other thing, I don't know if many, many of my viewers know this, but I'm actually in the process, uh, uh, the, the, and it's kind of, it's a long process, but I'm in the process right now of building a plane with my dad. Uh, so we're actually building it like a, like a manned aviation, uh, two seater airplane. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. In his garage. And so, um, so I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of like the, 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 the person heading that up and, and like, overseeing that, uh, as, as the mechanic. And it's a huge, it's a huge, huge undertaking like it's it's way bigger way bigger than i thought um but but the thing is like i I really think that i i would not i would not even have the confidence to to even start it or to consider starting it if i hadn't uh if i hadn't 
learn so much from the RC world and, and especially in terms of having um, kind of being a jack of all trades a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of like electronics and, and sheet metal and all kinds of different stuff. That's first of all, ridiculous that you're building an airplane yeah. with your dad. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> very super ridiculous. cool all at the same time. So I well, hope that that ends up on the channel at some point somewhere. At least well, actually, so, um, so I, I will, t- I will tell you and it's, well, it's not a secret. It's not a secret, but I have, a, I well, have another anymore. channel. <laughs> Well, did you, well, did you, in all your, in your homework, did you see that I have another, uh, another channel about uh, building that airplane? It's very out of date. It's very out of date. It's, it's, it's not, it's not very, it's not very, it's not very good. But if you, if you want to see some stuff about like me building a manned aviation or, uh, you know, an aircraft, um, you can check it out. It's called Jeff and Adam build a Zenith. It's all one word. Is is that the name of the, of the plane? That's right. So what okay. we're building a um, we're building a kit airplane, um, and it's it's classified as experimental, but it's a it's a kit airplane, and it's ca- it's made by Zenith. Zenith Aircraft is the manufacturer, and our model is a uh, seven fifty cruiser model. It's a little two seater high wing airplane, um, and uh, it's it's interesting. We're about. It's it's so hard to say how far along we are, and people sure. always ask us like, "Oh, when is it going to be done?" And I'm like, "I'll let you know when it's done." Like, um, because it's it's such a huge project, and then like all the setbacks, and then the builder burnout, and all kinds of stuff. And it it sounds like I'm complaining. I kind of am. I mean, but I mean, it's I realize it's an awesome. I'm I'm super happy to have the opportunity to to actually build an airplane. It's it's just a huge project. Yeah, so. well, I got to tell you, you got me. I did not find this. Ha-ha! Yeah. Uh, I'll get, I'm going to take the L on that one. But that's really cool. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You've got the sliding seats and the cooler mount and the ignition. <laughs> I, I can tell you, though, uh, I definitely, I don't think you're complaining. I hope that you don't feel like you come off as complaining. But I think everybody also knows that when you're in the midst of a big project, there's always going to be a burnout. There's always going to be like, Oh, geez. Like, yeah, we still have yeah. so much left to do. I don't think that takes away from like your motivation, but I think most people are like, yeah, we get it. You're building an airplane. Well, Take thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I think, you know, I think what it is, is uh, if, you know, whenever you're, whenever you're in a certain space and, and you're, you're familiar, familiar with like the other people in that space, that's what you compare yourself to. So, you know, I'll see, I'll see these videos of, you know, even just other people building like the exact same airplane and they're like, they might be so much farther ahead or they're just, they just seem like they have it all together or they've got, you know, the paint on or they've like, all you know what I mean? Like, and you just start doing that like comparison kind of thing. Um, and, and, and yeah, so, so yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I do, but I appreciate, you know, the, Again, the understanding. I think- Everyone does. And I think that the thing about the internet, Adam, is that there's always going to be somebody better than you. Yeah, so that's you right. you can't compare yourself to anybody else. That's like you right. said earlier, right? You yeah. are the only you, and you can only compare yourself to the guy that you were yesterday. And that's it. That's right. I tell myself that every day. I mean, you, ha- you have to, especially you if you're producing content. You have to. Yep, absolutely. So let me back up just a little bit, because one of my favorite troubleshooting moments that you had 
mm-hmm. was a, a live flight. You backpacked up into the Adirondack Mountains. I forget exactly where. Yeah. Oh, it was the Appalachian just... Mountains. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of where I'm. I'm, I'm in New York. Oh, no, York, that's okay. So, yeah. So it's yep. that part of the, the Appalachian Mountains. But either way, uh, mm-hmm. you were climbing up there. You get on top of a rock outcropping, and you start yep. flying your drone around just to figure out that everything looks the same. Yeah. It's and funny you how that used happens. your video transmitter <clears throat> to figure out where you were to get your drone back. And I thought that was the coolest, like, in the moment, you have a problem, you you did essentially a very quick troubleshooting, and you got your drone back. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure you would have lost that thing. Yeah, I think so. I think I probably would have lost it forever. But uh, there was more than just that, right? You get up there, you open your bag, and the battery fell out of your... I'm going to call it a controller. I know it's not called yeah. a controller. What no, it you can call it a controller. Okay. It's, people call it different things. Controller's okay. fine. But the battery gets disconnected, and you just bust out the soldering iron, and you're right back at work getting the battery yeah. reattached to it. You get everything all squared away. That whole trip, although you complained about hiking, which is a bone I have to pick with you, mm. <laughs> you you had a successful trip because of all the knowledge that you've accumulated throughout that time. To me, that video is like a signifier of how far you came from where you started. For you, what did you do? You, I guess, do you ever look back and compare like where you were to where you're at? Especially in that type of context, like actively troubleshooting something and yeah. solving problems mid-flight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, acknowledging that or bringing that up. That was, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty scary uh Scary situation uh, for me. It was totally safe and stuff, but it was just like, ah, um, yeah. Do I do I ever compare myself to to like how like how far I've come? Is well, like, do you ever when you look back at some of your videos and then you look at like that video, for example, do you ever look mm-hmm. at like you know there was a cycle where I was just mad and in despair and confused and I couldn't figure out how to get things done. <clears> to <throat> hey, look, I actively troubleshooted several things on a trip that. I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, yes, yes, I do, and and I, I try to, I, I try to remind myself of that. You know what I mean? Because like it's, you know, a lot of times, you know, your biggest critic is is yourself. So, I, I do have to remind myself of like, wow, like even just in the past year of all the things that I've learned, um related to RC and this channel and all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely, uh, I do look back and I go, wow, like, look at that crazy guy. Uh, (laughs) but you know, the funny, the funny thing is though, is that the, the, I don't really feel very different because the stakes just get higher and there's, there's always more stuff to learn. So like, it's almost like, you you kind of never feel like you know what you're doing and maybe that's how it's, you're supposed to feel because if you thought that you knew what you're doing then that probably just means that you have no idea what you're doing uh right you know what i mean so yep. yeah i do look i do look back at that and i'm like wow that's that's pretty crazy but that yeah that trip was um that was that was another good example of um of a trip where or just a a, a thing that you do that you could look at that and easily be like, oh yeah, that was a failure. Like that was a fail trip because it didn't go the way that I thought, but I learned right. a lot. You know, I learned a lot from it. Um, like I, like I just said, learning from your failures is like one of the best way to best ways to learn. And 
you know, that was that 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 was a perfect example of that. But but you said you have a bone to pick about about hiking. Yeah, what's wrong with hiking, dude? <laughs> have you hiked? Are you yes. a hiker? Not like on a regular basis, but it's gorgeous out. It's yeah. I mean, I like I I've done a couple of backpacking trips with my brothers, mm-hmm. and we went through some, you know, terrible terrible like backwoods bushwhacking situations but yeah when you come out of that mm-hmm. i think that you look back in the moment right when you're making mm-hmm. that video you're like this is awful i'm hot you know maybe you, you're running low on water you finally get back to the car or the truck and you turn the ac on and you're just miserable right but when you yeah. look back on that experience what do you think about that whole experience like oh the whole thing in a nutshell the hike everything mm-hmm. that happened the battery breaking. Thankfully, you got your drone back. Walking all the way back. When you were sitting in your car, you're probably like, "That was miserable." I just, I barely got out with my drone. I barely got out of this whole situation. Now looking back on it, I bet you probably look at it very fondly. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I think is like, man, I should have just flown up there from the parking lot. <laughs> like I mean, that's yeah, that's what I realized. I was like, I, I am an idiot. I, why am I hiking up a mountain just to fly around the mountain when I, mean, I to be fair though, you got some gorgeous shots. Oh yeah. They actually, they, they did turn out pretty good. And I mean, even though like I had, I still, I mean like, yeah, that's even that, like I, I got these, you know, pretty good shots and stuff. Pretty and good. I, but I, Dude. no, I mean, yeah, they're, they're good. Like, but they're not, they're not like exactly what I would, you know what I mean? Like from, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Okay. I'll let you know a little bit. Yeah. It is something, and it's something that, that I have to, you know, struggle with like constantly. And so, um, but I mean, even that is kind of an example of like looking back on it now, I'm like, Oh, now I get, now I see like how much, how, you know, the, the things I could have done differently and, and not necessarily, not in like a you know guilty kind of way, but like, mm-hmm you know, I realized like, oh, okay, like next time, now that I've done that next time, I'll know to do this, this, and this, like, like have better hiking shoes and not go hiking, but have a different backpack. I mean, you were were doing that on the way back. You identified like, okay, like carrying all the stuff in my hiking backpack probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, (laughs) and I mean, I realized like that's, that is just like anything else. You have to do something like a lot to get good at it. Like that's, that's, uh, and that's another thing that I try to remind myself is like anything that you're doing, like, first of all, it's, you're going to suck for like, like the first 10 times that you do it. So just plan on that. And then you got to do it like a lot of times if you want to get good at that. And so, you know, backpacking or, or, or drone packing, as I call it is, uh, is also, um, one of those, one of those things, but man, I'll tell you what though, I mean, I don't know what it's like in New York. I, I've never hiked in the Adirondack Mountains. Um, but have you hiked down here? I haven't. Be- because I haven't. it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I'm just going to tell you from my perspective, it's terrible most of the time. <laughs> it's like a jungle, man. It's like, it's like a jungle. Yeah. It's, uh, it's humid. It's hot. There's bugs everywhere. There's brush all over the place. It's kind of like being to me. And this is, this is why I, I got, um, this is why I became fascinated with aviation in the first place because the terrain is relatively flat and, 
and there are trees everywhere. Like you, there's really no point that's like above tree line. Um, so, I mean, there are places that don't have trees, but it's not like out West where it's like, Oh, you're just above the tree line now. And you can see like everywhere you, you get this feeling of being like trapped in a jungle and you just want to see the sky. And you want to see, you want to see things around you, but you can't. Cause like you look around and everywhere you look, you can see like 20 feet. And, yeah. uh, so, so that's kind of, that's, that's why I don't super enjoy hiking, but, but I agree though. Hiking, hiking is important because it's, it's, it's like working out. Like it's, it's intentional, uh, discomfort. And that, that is important. Like that's, that's, that is a good, healthy thing to do. Um, and then also, especially if you can, you know, if you have cool people to go hiking with, I don't really have any cool people to go hiking with, or if you have people that you can trick into going hiking with you, because you tell them, you tell them that's going to be great and you're going to roast marshmallows and, and, you know, see little baby fawns running around. Um, and you don't see any of that and it's raining the whole time. No. And then, and then they hate you. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's most of my experience. The one thing I will tell you though, is that if you trick them into doing that hike, Adam, in a year or two, right, everyone yeah. will fondly look back at how horrible an experience it was. And it's a yes. bonding moment you, for yes. a lot of people. You will get one good story and bonding moment out of it. And then they will you, never go hiking with you again. <laughs> they might. Maybe. That I'm not in my experience, but <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So, let but me no, hiking, in- hiking is great, though. I mean, I, 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 I all joking aside, I wish sure. I could do, or I wish I could. I wish I liked hiking more, or had better places that I liked to hike more. Well, that might I be guess. part of the issue, right? If yeah. you go out west, hiking is certainly much different. Like, like you said, right? There's yeah curated trails and there are you know it's it's not that there's no woods or trees but there's a lot more clearings it feels like you get to choose like you get to choose like do i want to be in the brush or do i want to you know be uh you know in this amazing field with this amazing mountain this amazing sky i i freaking love the like the western geography that's yes i i want to move out there but i haven't you both so Me, well, let's go, both. man. Cause, cause I mean, yeah, really that's, I mean, that's, that's, um, I don't know when, but sometime probably hopefully before I die, I would like to, you know, move out there. Cause it, there's just something about it, man. Something about the openness and the big sky and the, the trees and the, in the space, it's the it space. I love the space. Freeing. Oh yeah. Like you can it, just yeah. relax. Yeah. Like just. <laughs> And, and I mean, especially if everything that Instagram is telling me is true, you know, which it's not, but no, it's not, it's not. Cause I, I have been out there. I mean, I, I did go out, uh, West on a, um, on this road trip, which was another trip that was basically, I look back and it was like, you can either look back on fondly or you can look back on it and be like, oh yeah, that was a complete failure. What a, what a terrible time. What a waste of everything. But <laughs> But, but, but at the same time, it's like, but I can say that I did it, you know? So yeah. there is that. Was, and it's, I, I don't think it was, but was that part of the, um, flight flash 2018 or is that a different trip for you? Um, what was it? Was that, um, I think it was 17. Okay. I want to say it was 17, but I did, I did go to flight fest, 
uh, I did go to Flight Fest, and that was my first stop. And then I drove to the rest of the country. And, gotcha. and honestly, most the the biggest thing that but the my biggest regret about that whole trip was just that I was like driving most of the time. I was just like driving, driving, driving. So it was like right. I got to see a lot of stuff, but not really like experience a lot of stuff. But anyway, there's definitely a difference driving through a, mm-hmm. a state or a town as opposed to spending a day or two in a given yeah. area, really yeah. getting a feel for everything. For sure. For sure. So let me drive this back over to the to the drone stuff a little more because now into 20, 2021 and even in 2020, a lot of the focus for you, it feels like, and I could be wrong, has moved into flight simulators and 3D printing quite a bit. <clears throat> for flight, flight simulators, I know you did a video comparing three of them. What, I mean, I know you talk about the advantage of it, of not crashing so much or, or, or it costing so much to practice. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like for you that's made a huge difference in your in your flight abilities doing those simulators? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I kind of um I of course, you know, every, like I'm always improving my skills and if I get rusty, you know, it's it's it takes me a while to get, you know, get back to 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 where my skills the level that my flight flying skills were at. But definitely having a simulator helps like a ton, like a huge, huge bonus. I mean, really like nowadays, like anybody who's listening, if you want to get into FPV racing drones, get a simulator. That's like the first thing. And then I guess get a transmitter, uh, the controller that you can connect to the computer, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can practice like, that's it. Like it's like, it's, it's kind of, it would be kind of crazy to not use a simulator, which is what I did. And a lot of people did because back in uh, I don't know, back in 2016, 17, uh, there weren't as many flight simulators or at least I just didn't, I just didn't really know about them. Um, so I kind of, I, I, I got on the simulator like kind of after I had already like learned to fly and stuff, but yeah, right. huge, huge. Um, well, it looked like difference. even in the flight simulators now you can adjust, you can I'm going to butcher this, but the, but the settings within the Mm -hmm. controller as well, you can mirror specifically to your controller. Yeah. I mean, you can, um, and of course, you know, it kind of depends on like how good your computer is because the the faster your computer and stuff, the better, the more realistic it is. But yeah, I mean, you can, you can absolutely, and there's, there's people made videos like showing this. You can absolutely get, you know, a few hours of, of simulator training. And then go outside and start flying almost just like the simulator. Like it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's super amazing. Like if it's kind of, um, well, like I said, it'd be crazy to not use a simulator really, even like a basic cheap simulator, just getting that, excuse me, just getting that, um, kind of the hand-eye coordination and like the muscle memory. It's Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. I mean, it also looks cool. Like it's, (laughs) Like, yeah, oh, it's fun. Liked, yeah, it's super fun. You liked the um, uh, Drone Racing League simulator. And I That's felt right. like the one thing that I liked about that, just watching that specific video, is that mm-hmm. it almost gamifies it. Oh, so yeah, totally. I feel like it's a good entry point as well for younger people who oh yeah, um, you know, might not have a drone. So spending 10 bucks on a drone simulator... Um, you know, helps it helps make that entry point for somebody who might want to one day get a quadcopter and start, you know, doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh it's so accessible and um it's so 
helpful, incredibly helpful. And actually you can get, um, I can't remember which ones exactly. I want to say it was, I think DRL is on, no, Liftoff is on Xbox, I think. But basically you can get, you know, the, 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 you can fly, do the drone simulators, like FPV drone simulators on Xbox, PlayStation, um, I don't know about switch or something, but, but yeah, even game systems as well. And it, it is like, you could just fly it as a game. You could just do it as a game. And then if you want to do the real thing, you could transfer pretty much all that knowledge right over to it and just like start flying. It'd be crazy. Same thing with 3d printing. It seems to be like, uh, it makes it a lot easier. It looks like for you as I'm going to call you this, although I don't, I don't know if you consider yourself this per se, but an okay. in, in engineer, you know, you're, you're going into, um, granted, I think the first program you used was more of a basic kind of CAD program, but you built uh, mounts for a motor because you looked at uh, your drone and you're like, I don't want to drill any more holes into this because it might impact the way that the drone flies. And you went out and you created these mounts and you 3D printed them and bam, like you're creating all these different upgrades, how impactful has the 3D printing space been to your time in the RC drone uh, space? Yeah, that's huge. Um, I would say I, I'm like a little engineer, I guess. Sure. I'm like a, I'm like a, um, a casual engineer, perhaps, I guess. I feel um, like that's a term that could be like realistic today. Well, I just, I just made it up. So there that's it what is. it is. I'm a casual engineer, which honestly sounds kind of dangerous but um <laughs> but, which but is why you don't do that on manned aircraft you well you know i mean that's 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 how it goes um but <laughs> is that you know we live in an age of uh new 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 and exciting things all the time so there's always a little bit of danger there um uh but yeah, that it yeah, it's been a huge uh huge help. Um 3D printing. That was another thing very similar to how I got into the RC stuff. I saw other people doing it. I watched videos and really learned a lot. Like I like I was just watching I was just just like everything almost everything I could like about 3D printing, all these different videos about how to design um uh using uh modeling software. So the I think the one that you mentioned was um uh, Tinkercad. It's called Tinkercad, which is a, a modeling software that it's uh, free and it's made for like made for children or it's made to be so that children can easily use it. So it's a very intuitive platform. Um, and other other ones like uh, Fusion 360, um, which is, uh, you know, a bit more complicated, but like super capable. Um, and so, th yeah, so that's a huge thing is like like we we're talking about with the confidence and stuff. Like once I you know, I have this confidence in building drones and that stuff. It's, it's very easy to go, Oh, like I could probably figure out this 3d printing thing as well. Like, and, and use that. And, and there's a huge crossover as well. A lot of crossover, uh, between the 3d printing space and the drone space. Um, very, like probably the most popular thing is uh GoPro mounts for FPV flying. So print with like a flexible material called tpu it's kind of kind of like rubbery silicone kind of um and so you can you know design your mount for your gopro that fits your drone frame and then print out the mount and then boom you put your gopro in there and then you've got you know um it, it takes out the jello in the in the video feed and all that stuff so yeah being able to make 
uh, accessories and make, make things that I've come up with is like, that's what's super cool. Cause like how before I was saying, you know, I'm a creator, this is a huge, uh, 3d printing is a huge, um, benefit for creators. Like just the, the, the idea that you can just take something that's in your mind and then like, you know, learn how to use these programs on the computer relatively, relatively quickly. And, and then print, like create this plastic thing that is actually like functional and it's how you designed it like and all in the same day in your house it's amazing well it also limits the dependence that you used to have on manufacturers to create Mm -hmm. parts that you need you get to now just be like nope i don't need that i know exactly what customizable feature i want and i can put it together and have it printed like you said in a day or two done there it is oh yeah yeah absolutely and and um and then you know also customizing custom cust- customizing customizing uh you know items like cuz you don't have to design something like from scratch every time you can go to websites and download models 3D models and print those and or you can take something that somebody else made and then you know for your own purposes t- put it in a modeling program and then customize it for your drone or or whatever um so yeah it's like it's a uh, it's revolutionary as they as they would you know say but i mean i guess everybody knows that but i'm just reiterating you know and especially in the in the drone space um it's very uh it's it's very fast paced and so being able to do 3d printing is very helpful nice well it's 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 exciting it's uh, there's a lot going on i feel like um i hope that for you for your channel you continue to grow and you continue to push those boundaries and uh, hopefully continue to get people to have more confidence and competence in their uh, in their own abilities, whether it's in the RC drone space or wherever else they decide to take that. So I appreciate all your time, Adam. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, I look forward to seeing more of your stuff. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Caleb. <laughs>